Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomate of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Frank Avila Show. Today is probably, I'm so excited for this episode. It's probably going to be one of my favorites because we are talking about the new weight loss medication, the new anti-obesity medication, ZepBound, that was just approved a few days ago. And to talk about this, I have a fellow obesity medicine expert here, Dr. Shelley. Hi, Dr. Shelley. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. And Dr. Shelley is uh, a board certified internal medicine physician, as well as an obesity medicine physician. She is the host of a podcast called Back on Track, Achieving Healthy Weight Loss podcast and the Thrive for Life YouTube channel. So if you like this stuff I post, I think you're also going to love this stuff Dr. Shelley has, and you can learn a ton more from her. And she's been featured on CNN, Fox 5 News, Upscale Magazine, and Shape.com. And she also does consults for corporations and employee wellness. So total expert we have with us today to talk about this new medication. So tell us uh, how you got interested in obesity medicine. How did you join this field? How did you become an expert in this and, and get involved in this? So it's funny. I never knew about obesity medicine growing up, but when I was in med school, I did my research in obesity, and then I ended up going in, into internal medicine, thinking it would be a primary care. But my patients uh, were ta- were asking all about, you know, how can I lose weight? How can I be more healthier? And myself, I had struggled with my weight since childhood, and so I started to get more passionate, more interested in 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 obesity medicine. I individually sat and took my boards, and then really went full blown with obesity medicine and I have not turned back. This has been such a a passion for me to be able to share with people that it is possible to lose weight. You can do it. You can maintain it. And just to be able to help people in their journeys and their wellness journey and to see just the energy that people have when they lose weight, you know, they have less pain. They feel so much better. It's a really rewarding field. (laughs) Yeah. I I totally agree. And so it sounds like you were like me, like you knew you wanted to do this sort of thing early on in your career, because a lot of people don't discover this is even a possibility until until much later in their career. So, well, today we're going to talk about ZepBound, and I have always found this to be a really exciting field, but since this, the new meds coming out, it's like exploded because we now have some really, really powerful tools to help people. So uh, let's talk about ZepBound. So what is ZepBound and how does it work? Yes. So if you've heard of the medication called Manjaro or aka terzepatide, ZepBound is basically terzepatide for weight loss. So it's the same medication as Manjaro. How it works is that ZepBound actually targets two gut hormones called your GLP-1 and GIP, and it works at the level of the stomach, 
in order to decrease gastric emptying or many are basically slowing down your gut. It also helps with balancing out hormones like your insulin, making it more sensitive, but then also it helps improve and increase the different hormones of GLP-1 and GIP, most importantly, which in turn allows people to be able to lose weight. So a lot of my patients, they say that this medication helps with decreasing how they're hungry. They're not as hungry throughout the day. When they eat, they feel more satisfied. And sometimes it helps just to turn off a little bit of the food noise. So you're not really thinking about food. You're able to kind of, yeah, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's like, I have to eat and I have to eat right now. You don't oh, yeah. feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's- it's been crazy. So I imagine that like me, you've been using this medication for the last year and a half or so as Manjaro. It came out mm-hmm. as Manjaro for diabetes. And what you said is totally what I've seen. I have had people tell me that they are now full from one piece of pizza or like half of a piece of pizza. And they've never felt that way before, or like a quarter of a cheeseburger, like really small amounts of food now make them full. And you mentioned some of like the hunger, like the brain thinking about food. I've actually found that to be really impressive for some of my patients. Some people have said they felt like they had a brain transplant, like they were thinking about food all of the time. And now that's just gone. Like now they can just live their life and do all the things, you know, that their doctor or their coach or their nutritionist has always told them to do all the things they've wanted to do, but now like they can. So I've been crazy impressed by how well it's worked for a lot of my patients. And this, I mean, this has been a game changer for my patients. Like when they come in, you can just see, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but they, the weight loss, it's just, it's exceptional, really exceptional. Well, that's a great Um, transition because that is my next question for you. So how much weight can people expect to lose on ZepBound? Yeah. So in the different studies, when they looked at people who had obesity or overweight, actually, excuse me, just obesity, which is a BMI of greater than 30, they lost on average 20% of their weight. And I have to admit, I have some patients who've lost more. I've had some patients who've lost less, but it is I mean, to see the patients come in and just so how happy they are to see the weight coming off is pretty amazing. So at least right now, the average is 20%, but you never know how you will respond. Right, right. Yeah, there's some people who will lose less, of course, than that, but certainly people who will lose more. And they just had that other study come out that showed people who'd already lost, like, say, 5% of weight through lifestyle, so nutrition exercise, still lost like another 20% on top of that. So if you do other things with it, that may increase the amount of weight you're able to lose with the medication. Exactly. It really improves it. It just improves your odds of losing that weight. And I don't know the exact number, but it's more than 90% of people who at least lose some weight, at least lose like 5% or more. So almost everyone will at least have some weight loss on this medication too, which is encouraging because sometimes that's not the case with other meds that we have. Exactly. And the one thing I do want to point out is that if we look at bariatric surgery, the average weight loss is around 25 to 30%. So we're getting very close to the amount of weight you would lose with bariatric surgery. So it's super exciting. Yeah, it's a game changer. That's why we're both, we're both yeah. all big smiles. You know, yeah. if you decide to watch this on YouTube, we're just like thrilled because mm-hmm. not only have we seen this med, but the data is super impressive too. It's not just what we've seen in clinic, like the, there's data of, you know, 20,000 people to support that, that this med really is a big game changer for how much weight people can lose. But of course, uh, all medications have side effects. 
Yes, uh, yes. So tell me a little bit about what side effects you've seen, what side effects we see in the data, what can people expect that might not be great about the medication? Yeah. So the most common side effects that people have are going to be your nausea, vomiting. Uh, some people have diarrhea. Some people have constipation. It really kind of depends on the person. Really, your GI upset is really the most common side effects that we see. Um, I've had maybe one person have issues with gallstones, mm -hmm. but for the majority of the people, it's just trying to manage their nausea. And it's different for everyone. Some people, they have no side effects and other people, they may ex exhibit some nausea, it's especially when they forget to eat on this medication because <laughs> you're yeah, not thinking about yeah. eating. So, mm -hmm. And that's one thing I think as we prescribe the med more, we learn sort of like the tips and tricks for our patients, right? Which is, well, make sure you're eating regularly. Make sure you don't eat too much at once, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes people eat too close to bed. They get like all this reflux at night because the food's hanging out in their stomach longer. Um, so you do have to kind of change sometimes that, that relationship with food. Some of my patients have discovered they can't tolerate dairy anymore and that that's something that upsets their stomach and makes it worse. So, you know, it is, but I think it's worth pointing out that not everyone gets the nausea by any stretch. So I think we hear a lot of things about that in the press and popular media. It oh, yeah. certainly is a side effect, but I have lots of people who have no side effects on the medication as well. Exactly. I know definitely in the press, they've been looking at gastroparesis with this particular class of medications. And, you know, I think at one point, I'm not sure if the number has changed, but at least last month, the FDA had had only 265 cases of gastroparesis. So it's not actually a large amount. Right. Um, of with gastroparesis being this like severe slowing down of your stomach where it's really hard for your stomach to empty and you can have lots of severe nausea and, and stomach symptoms with that. So yeah, and it looks like that is going to come out as a potential side effect from the medication, but it also looks like it's going to be a, a very rare side effect of yeah. the medication. And since the medication is new, we don't actually know how long that side effect is going to last. So it's very possible that that's not a permanent side effect for the, the people who have had that. Exactly, exactly. And we should also, there are certain conditions that are contraindicated or that you should be actually a little bit more aware of. It is contraindicated in individuals who have a family history of medullary thyroid uh, carcinoma or cancer and people who have the MEN2 condition in their family as well should avoid this medication. Not saying that this medication causes thyroid cancer because it has not been shown in humans, but it was shown in rats. And that's not just ZEPBound, that's this particular class, but that is the warning on the label as well. Yeah. So I think that's something we all ask about, hopefully, before we prescribe the medication. But it's worth pointing out that medullary thyroid cancer is pretty rare. And so that, that vast majority of people, you know, kind of get worried. They say, oh, my mom has hypothyroidism or I have hypothyroidism. Totally different. Just because you have a thyroid problem does not mean this medication is off bounds for you. It's really specifically this medullary thyroid cancer that that is not very common where we don't use the medication. And then I always like to, you know, make sure I'm here for my pregnant moms and breastfeeding moms. You also, at this point, it is not recommended that you take this medication. We don't have any approved medications for those groups of people right now, but, uh, you know, worth pointing out that's another group, but you know, that's not a very long list of people who can't take this medication. So it is something that a large amount of people do qualify for. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And um, I do want to mention as far as indications, it is indicated for people with a 
body mass index or BMI. And for those who are familiar, the BMI just looks at your height and weight with um, a BMI of 27 plus a medical condition like high blood pressure, diabetes, or uh, a BMI of 30 and above. That's what it's indicated yeah. for. And I think it's really important that, you know, I always talk on this podcast, I'm all about losing weight for health. That is my whole mission. That's my whole goal. I'm not about, you know, vanity weight or, you know, trying to get a six pack. There's maybe a different alternate universe and me whipping people into shape like that, but I'm all about health. And so, you know, I think sometimes these meds have gotten bad press because there certainly are people taking them for quote vanity weight so that they can lose five or 10 pounds for a vacation. And it's probably not worth taking on risks and side effects for someone who just wants to lose a little bit of weight. But if you actually have, you know, the diagnosis of obesity or overweight, and we think that your weight may impact your health or it's already impacting your health in a negative way, that's who these medicines really are for. Exactly, exactly. Because that's what we're all about, trying to improve your quality of life and helping you to live a longer life because of having a healthier life with less weight. The one thing I, I didn't prepare a question for, but seems important for us to mention is that just mm -hmm. like all of our other medications for weight, this medication is expected to be used long term. So we would expect that someone is going to take this medication for years and years, possibly like forever. And a lot of times people have a hard time wrapping their head around that. And I've kind of covered this before on the podcast, but Really, in my experience, anything you do to lose weight, you have to keep doing, whether that's a specific nutrition plan or specific exercise plan. And it's true for medications as well. If the medicine's working for you, if it's safe for you to continue, you're probably going to have to continue it pretty long term or you're going to regain at least some of that weight back. Definitely. And I, I would say as well, it's important to incorporate both exercise, nutritional habits, because you really want to maximize how much weight that you're able to lose and then be able to create these healthy habits to sustain it over time. Yeah. Um, and that's the challenge I get from other people a lot of times too. Well, don't people have to eat healthy and exercise? Like, of course, we still encourage that with the medicine. <laughs> and what I find for my patients, tell me what's happened for yours, is it's all of a sudden a lot easier to do that. It's easier to eat a smaller amount, but it's also a lot easier for many of my patients to just eat healthier foods. They almost crave them a little bit more or their appetite is down. So they don't care that much what they eat. And so it's a lot easier to eat the vegetables or the salad or the soup as opposed to the heavier meal that they might have preferred in the past. Yeah, they tend to have less cravings. Like, you know, the sweet cravings, it's not a big deal anymore as it was before. So this medication really helps to take those cravings just to really take the, allow you to be able to make a more healthier decision instead of like, like sometimes it happens when you're hungry, you want to eat right now and whatever is available, you're going to eat. <laughs> you're able to, to kind of take a break for a second and make a more healthier decision. Yeah. And then, you know, exercise, I always preach exercise. I say all of us live better and live longer with exercise, but certainly that's additive with the medication. But, you know, I've had people who've lost a hundred pounds on this medication and it's a lot easier to work out when you've lost like 70 or hundred pounds, right? Like one of my patients, I see him doing pull-ups at the gym now. And I'm like, wow, like that's amazing. Right. So it also becomes a lot easier yeah. to, to move and to do certain movements and exercise when you've lost 20, 30, 40% of your body weight. Yes. It's so much easier. You're more comfortable. You have less shortness of breath. I've had patients where they're like, like man, I can now walk upstairs without breathing hard. I can be able to, I have less knee pain. Like it, it makes a huge difference. It, it gives you that, 
that quality of life where you're able to do things maybe that you used, you couldn't do uh, before you took the medicine, but things you did when you were younger. So it's kind of bringing you back to that lifestyle. And so yeah. it's, it's amazing what we were able to see with, Z, uh, with this particular medication. Yeah. Yeah. It really all kind of comes together for people, but definitely something that we encourage, of course, eating healthy, balanced diet and moving on a regular basis, go a long way to health and add up for better change with the medication. Okay, so one topic that is pretty hot everywhere right now are the compounded peptides. And I did an episode about these a little bit before, but I've become even more passionate about these since then. You know, I'm already seeing, even before the med was approved, knockoff terzepatide that you could buy online. And that was like, quote, compounded. People were advertising it. And so I've done a little bit of a deep dive on this. And there's like no legal way to get semaglutide or terzepatide that's regulated other than as the brand name drugs. I don't know if you're seeing these where where you live, but um, I think people really need to proceed with caution about anything that's not the real brand name of these medications. I don't, are you seeing that where you're at? Yes, definitely with the compound semaglutide. I haven't seen the trisepatide yet, but the one thing I would say is that even though it's a compound, it's still a pharmacist or somebody who's creating it. So it's not really the brand name, nor has it been studied. Right. So, you know, you're really relying on a scientist who's creating this and, and you're not quite sure if you would still see the same results if you didn't have the brand name medication. Yeah. Okay. And then I think the question probably everyone is going to be asking is like, okay, like, where can I get this? How, where do people get it from? How do they get the medication? I was just at a conference and doctors were like, all right, well, do you have any? I'm like, I don't walk around carrying medicine with me. This is a medicine. Like you need to see a doctor for it. So, um, so, you know, how, how would you suggest people, you know, start this medication if they're interested? Yeah. So definitely see your doctor right now. It's not, quite available. So they're having to ship it to the different pharmacies. Once it's available, um, you can talk to your doctor about sending a prescription. It is important, extremely important that you start off at the lowest dose and taper up according on the indications on the medication, which is usually going up by 2.5 milligram increments every month. Now, the reason being is because you can develop like um, not the side effects if you go up too fast. Now, let's say if you start having some nausea, you can always slow down the taper. You and your doctor can work together in order to find a regimen that works best for you. But it's important to see your doctor who where they can look at your history and, and make sure that you're getting the right dose for you. But definitely it's important that you start at the lowest dose. Or more is not better. Sorry. More is not better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, wait till you step up and, and for some people, the lower doses even work long-term on this, on this one. I think up. you mentioned mm-hmm. a great point that it's important to see, you know, your doctor to prescribe this so that they are getting your history, making sure it's a safe medication for you. We talked about some of the points, but there's lots of individual variation of why, you know, a med might not be safe for you. Maybe it interacts with something else you're on or something like that. And then they should also be giving you a little bit of customized nutrition advice um, of what makes sense for you and your body and, and what you need with the medication. So, you know, make sure you're seeing someone. You can go to the American Board of Obesity Medicine's website. They have a whole list of doctors who've taken the exam to become experts in this. The Obesity Medicine Association also has a list of doctors who, you know, do education on this and are more knowledgeable about the topic of obesity and weight loss. So those are great places to find people who can safely prescribe the medication. Any final thoughts before we wrap up on our Zephbound conversation? 
Yes. Well, I thank you so much again for having me. I just want to say definitely for those who are out there, those who are interested in trying this medication, seek your doctor, seek a, a, an obesity a board certified obesity medicine physician if you have further questions about it. But I am so excited. This is going to be such a game changer. And I'm excited to see how it's going to take the world by storm. Like, <laughs> like we're in a totally different uh, arena here. This is going to be great. <laughs> Game changer. Well, Dr. Shelley, if people mm-hmm. want to connect with you or, you know, want to find you, uh, their doctor even maybe like, where can people find you? Where are you at? Yes. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or I'm sorry, X Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at Dr. Shelly MD, D-R-S-H-E-L-L-Y-M-D. And then follow along, along with Dr. Francovelli's podcast uh, at Back on Track, Achieving Healthy Weight Loss. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And until next week, Mm -hmm. take care. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Frankavilla show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.